from a fallout shelter somewhere under Seattle, Washington, it's the show you've been waiting for. Get ready to join your hosts, John and Kendrick, as they talk comics, movies and more. Now here's Spoiler Country! Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Join the cult of the Spoilerverse, and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, it's Madeline Holly Rising. You know, before we get into that, I want to say something real quick. Yeah. Do you know that when you do your intro, I mouth along the whole time? Oh, that's awesome. So if I was to say it with you, we could do it in harmony. Oh, that's awesome. We should try it sometime. <laughs> we should try it sometime, and then not release because it'd be terrible. <laughs> Anyways, what if it's amazing though? It's like the greatest thing ever. Then we release it. We're awesome. We become <laughs> become superstars. But today, Casey, our our man on the street, Casey T. Allen, had the pleasure of talking with Madeline, who has been on the show a few times, at least twice. Yeah, and she has this awesome comic book that she's been working on for a while called Boston Metaphysical. And she also wrote a story for Irons, my book. Yeah, I would highly suggest you guys checking out her stuff. Uh, she's a lot of fun. She's got a new Kickstarter coming out. And so she came on to talk about it. And, and usually we do these Kickstarter single booths and they're coming back. And I think she was actually going to be on the first new one. Yep, she is. So, But this conversation was going so well, we said, F it. Let's put it out as a full-on episode exactly. because it was so and, good. And if you're listening to this right now, this Kickstarter, her Kickstarter is actually going live right now. It is live. And nice. it ends in a couple of days. You only have like three or four, or I think four more days from the airing of this episode to go back it. And you definitely should because Boston Metaphysical Society is a, is a great storyline. I've read, I've, I haven't read, obviously I haven't read the new one yet because it's not out. Right. But I've read other ones that that, uh, that I've, I I usually, every time I'll back her on Kickstarter because I know if I back on the PDF level, I'm going to get a good quality story and a good artwork. Yeah. And she's she's so nice. I talked to her, I've talked to her in, uh, in San Diego. I've talked to her in, in Seattle and she's, She's a super, super sweet, super nice person to talk to. Nice. And she's, yeah, she's basically an old friend of the show now, nowadays. Yeah. She's been on several times. <laughs> so there you go. So why don't we sit back and listen to Madeline in her own words? everybody welcome again to another episode of spoiler country my name is casey allen and today we are talking to the author and creator of the boston metaphysical society madeline holly rosing she has a new project on kickstarter boston metaphysical society ghosts and demons madeline holly rosing how are you doing today I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad to have you. And so you have, this isn't your first uh, rodeo on (laughs) the Boston Metaphysical Society. And it seems like it's something that people really appreciate and and want more of. So um, it looks like you're doing a public service by putting these out. (laughs) Holy smokes. Um, 
Yeah, this is actually our, our eighth Kickstarter. Holy smokes. Um, I, I will say the first one failed spectacularly, as they often do. Uh, uh, we learned a lot from that. Re-strategized, relaunched a couple months later, and were fully funded in under 48 hours. Oh, and wow. And basically, people go like, how did you do that? Well... Basically, we uh, broke up everything into smaller bits. Uh, when I first came to Kickstarter, it was to fund the last three issues of the original six-issue miniseries and go to trade. And for those of your audience who are not familiar with the series, it's about an ex-Pinkerton detective, a spirit photographer, and a genius scientist who battles supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. Now, when that Kickstarter, you know, we were asking for a lot more money, and we actually did okay considering no one knew us from anywhere. Had about 200 backers, and we made a little over $7,000. So at the time, we were looking for 25, which actually makes sense if you're putting together a whole trade and paying for production, you know, and all of that. But then we just broke it down into smaller bits. We already had a we had self-funded issues um, one through three, and then we went to Kickstarter for three and then printed four within that, and then five and six in the trade, and this Ghosts and Demons is our third sequel in the series. And these are all stand, the sequels are all standalone, so you can pick them up individually, uh, but it's, you know, it's always kind of nice to start at the beginning. That's that's amazing. Can, can you tell us a little bit about the um, how did this book come about? The uh, original series was uh, a TV pilot that I wrote while I was at UCLA Film School. I was in the graduate program there, and it did fairly. The pilot did fairly well in uh, competitions, and it was shopped around. People liked it, but, you know, this was over 10 years ago, so steampunk really hadn't hit mainstream yet. And, you know, they're frightened because of the cost, you know, period costumes, things like that. And, you know, I'm a new writer, all that other fun stuff. So uh, some people I respect suggested I turn it into a graphic novel to use it essentially as marketing material to bring it back to either TV or film. Well, in the process of doing that, I discovered that I really love writing comics. And so here I am. <laughs> and it looks like you guys aren't going to get rid of me. So, yeah. It, it looks like, yeah, it looks like uh, people don't want to get rid of you. So so <laughs> what was your experience to, to comics prior to, um, to writing your, your first Boston Metaphysical Society comic? Uh pretty much almost nothing. Um, my, my brother probably has one of the largest graded collections of Daredevil comics in the country, but he never read them. And all I knew was superhero comics that, and that just did not interest me. So when, before I started writing the graphic novel, I actually took a couple classes on how to write comics, which I suggest everyone do if they want to write comics um had a wonderful class 
And but part of that in the syllabus was, oh, guess what? Go read independent comics. So I started reading uh, Why the Last Man, Astro City. I mean, just a ton of stuff. And I was actually kind of pissed off because no <laughs> one no one had ever told me about independent comics before. And I love them. The stories were great. The characters were great. They were nothing like the superhero stuff. Not that I'm bad mouthing it. It just it's it's good. It just wasn't for me. And, yeah, it has such yeah. A, a domination on the market, and um, it, it's hard for for people who are not familiar with comics to to see beyond the the punch 'em ups. Yeah, and so. um, no, I mean, trust me, I I respect you know people like Gail Simone and and what they've done. It's just it's just amazing. Um, but you know, I came late to the game and, uh, just, yeah, the, the stories that you find in indie comics is, is just amazing. So, uh, now I'm kind of in de- an indelible part of the community. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you, you, you did this comic. And you're you're now on your third sequel. Can you tell us a little bit about Ghost and Demons and what happens without without spoiling it? Obviously, no, spo- no spoilers. Well, Ghosts and Demons was inspired by a short story I wrote in the Boston Metaphysical Universe called Here Abide Monsters. It was uh, published in an anthology called Sometime Later by Thinking Ink Press. And it was the origin story of Duncan the Ghost, who you meet early on in the original six-issue miniseries, and, you know, how he became a ghost. So what I did was take one of the characters from that story and sort of bookend it with Ghosts and Demons. Um, So you do see Duncan again in Ghosts and Demons. You know, you haven't seen him for a while. Um, If you've read the entire you know, if you read all the books, he's, I think, like in the first and second issues. And then he's in a couple of the other um, short stories I wrote, um, but then doesn't appear until, again, until Ghosts and Demons. So and, you're elaborating on this character that, that you yeah, just kind of I've, sprinkled in the other stories. Yeah, I'm, I'm expanding on that character and, and on the universe. Um, for those who have read both my prose work and the comics everything is standalone but it's interlinked and when you read all of it it enriches the universe for you and and that was always my intent that you could just drop in and and read something and and enjoy a you know a complete story but if you start reading the other stuff you're going to see linkage between everything that's awesome and so what are your your goals for this campaign? Like, do you have stretch goals? It looks like you guys are well past being funded <laughs> already, which I never like to say that during an interview during during our thing because I, I want people to to still go out and and fund this. Like, they need to read this story. Boston Metaphysical Society is an awesome story, um, but yeah. You guys are fully funded. So what are the stretch goals? Uh, I think we're on stretch goal number five. And so far, there's two additional prints 
that uh, people have gotten um, who are getting physical rewards. They uh, have already gotten an additional uh, six comics as digital rewards, and that's for anyone who pledges uh, $6 and above. So not only did you get my comic, but so far they get six. Actually, is it six? Twelve. I'm sorry. Twelve. They're up to twelve. They get twelve additional comics on top of mine. Holy and that's just cow. and that's just a basic digital. Uh, but yeah, if you pledge to a physical reward so far, you've gotten two extra prints and you've gotten the bookmarks. And uh, what we're going for now is uh for me to be able to print in to in North America, uh, I my budgets are pretty lean, and which often means I have to print overseas. So if you know we can make the stretch goal to uh, for me to be able to engage uh, a North American printer, then everyone gets their stuff, you know, a month to six weeks earlier. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Which, which I love to do. I was able to do that for the last campaign. We did well enough that um, uh, I hired a domestic uh, printer, and they did a great job on the spirit of rebellion. And uh, and people are going like, oh, my God, I didn't expect this, like, for months. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's always wonderful to be able to get stuff out early to your backers. I love being able to do that. That's awesome. Can, can you tell me a little bit about your creative team? You really have some, just some gorgeous uh, art in the in the book. Ah, uh, that's that's the team. <laughs> and um, well, the original six issues miniseries, Emily Hugh was our artist, and um, we had two colorists, Gloria Kali and Farisa Kamaputra, uh, Troy Pateri handled the majority of the lettering and then Sean Aldridge came in when uh, Troy was, was busy for one chapter. Uh, Emily moved on to bigger and better. And after the first six issues and is now doing storyboards, I think for Warner brothers, which is awesome for her. And I hired Gwen Tavares and Gwen has been with me the last three uh, sequels including ghosts and demons she's doing the art inking and the coloring which is amazing and troy is of course back on board doing the lettering um and they're amazing um i just (laughs) i try to hire the best basically and gwen has just done a superlative job um and she is a joy to work with so i hope that relationship continues for as long as it can that that's awesome so (laughs) how did you end up meeting your creative team Uh, you've been with them for a while correct uh yeah uh emily i i was introduced to her through a mutual friend from my sequential art class who i guess she had met emily online and then i hired um i basically did a paid audition. I had I paid her to, to uh, do two pages of, of art, two different, very different kinds of pages from the first issue, and uh, she nailed it. Um, and then we were off to the races. I signed her for a contract for the uh, six issues, and then um, gave her a raise. I think on issue <laughs> two or three or something like that. Um, I'm a good boss, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that's a, and you're gosh. keeping they're they're staying around. So obviously that that's that's the truth. Um, I well, one I pay on time and uh, I do what I say what I'm I'm gonna do, and I uh, treat them respectfully. So you know I like I I do hand them you know pretty complete scripts, but. I don't micromanage them because in my mind, you you're hiring an artist to be an artist. So go let them be one. <laughs> and I remember Emily one time completely blew up my paneling and came back with, she goes, you know, I thought about doing this and I saw it and I said, Oh my God, this is great. And she was, she was very apologetic and I'm like, no, 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 this is perfect. Just keep it. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, no, it's they're they've all been great to work with, and uh, I, I guess I am too. So they keep yeah they keep coming they keep coming back, and um, you know I I'll talk to Gwen probably in May or June, and I know she just had a baby, so things will be changing for her, and I'll just talk to her about scheduling for the next one. Uh, I mean, literally a year in advance. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. we, we start awesome. talking about it. And so I'll say, okay, uh, in order for us to run a Kickstarter in January, for you to be, you know, just about done, she needs to start in September. So I need to have a, a finalized script to her by September. And, you know, it's wash repeat. Um, that That's amazing, though. And, and it's it really speaks to how productive you guys are that i mean you guys are a well-oiled machine right now and uh it's uh it's really amazing to see especially in indie comics <laughs> um so do you have any any tips for people that are just starting out and uh you know making their their very first thing well if if they're writers um and they don't know how to write comics they should go take a class whether it be online or real class uh comics experience which is i think part of source point now um if you don't know this uh actually here's a plug uh source point picked up the first six issues oh and cool trade and we were actually in previews all of last year for the the first for the individual floppies and then the trade is going to be in previews, uh, like in a couple weeks. Oh, that's like, amazing! That's amazing. Yeah, like right after we're we're done here. So, yeah, it's been pretty amazing getting um, photos from around the country of, of friends of mine who see my comic, like in Philadelphia and North Carolina and and Florida, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Do you stay pretty active on the convention circuit and stuff like that? Oh yeah, um, and I've actually cut down. I used to do about twenty a year. Oh my God, that's grueling. <laughs> yes, it is. But when you're starting out, that's actually what you need to do. And I shared for I think the first year, year and a half, I shared a table with a friend of mine because I didn't have much product to sell, and neither did he. And that way, you split the costs, and um, we traveled together and. Um, it worked out really well until both of us had too much inventory and we couldn't put it all in one car. And, uh, 
Um, and then, you know, we st- we needed our, our own tables at that point. But yeah, I would, if you're, if you're a writer and you're funding this yourself, you do need to start socking money away, you know, a little bit every month to budget for, for an artist and a colorist and a letterer. Uh, and I would say, try to get that first issue out yourself and ready to go and maybe do a short run POD and do some cons, start building that mailing list. And once you've done that for about a year, then go to Kickstarter with a, a you know, a half decent email list. So you can do a larger print run of what you just accomplished and then hopefully make enough that will go towards the second issue. Um, but it's, it's expensive and, you know, anything we make above and beyond, cause I think I have one or two more stretch goals in mind, but you know, if, if we go beyond that, it all, it all goes back into production for the next one. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's amazing. That is so cool that you guys are able to, to do that and, and actually Get, be around the fans that that read it um ha, have you had any cool interactions with the people that uh that see you at the shows oh all the time um i love talking to the fans they're uh they're fascinating in fact this ghosts and demons was in the back of my head because the, our first sequel is called was called scourge of the mechanical men and it featured granville woods who's our genius scientist and nikola tesla and because i wanted to finish out the arc uh, finish out tesla's arc um and for those of you who don't know bell edison tesla and houdini are an integral part of the storyline for the original six issues and and one gentleman wanted me to basically bring the band back together again and I had already known I was what I was going to do with Spirit of Rebellion, so I thought, okay, the third sequel, um, I'll bring everybody back again. And so I was, you know, thinking about the short story and everything, and um, you know, developed developed a story around that. And fortunately, I have very good beta readers too, who who keep me in check, so um, I do get lots of notes. <laughs> How do you go about finding people to beta read your stuff? Uh, it's pretty much relationships um, that I've made online and like have talked to people. And I, one gentleman is actually a, a physics professor. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's here in, in uh, both he and his wife and, and and son are here in Southern California, and we just started chatting on on. Facebook and I think he he backed some of the, some of the stuff and um and he had you know just really you know good comments about something and so I said hey would you like to um be a beta reader and actually he's a beta reader for almost all my stuff and he said sure and so the first round of you know notes I got from him I realized okay he's a really good beta reader he he asked good questions he finds the holes, you know, in stuff, uh, inconsistencies and, you know, has good suggestions. Um, and, uh, and he actually, uh, writes a strip comic. Um, oh, cool. 
writes and draws a strip comic. So, yeah, so obviously he knows the form. And then, um, you know, it's just, you know, people I've made friends with and who I admire their skill level. Uh, that's, you know, they're better. Th- it, they know more than I do. You always want to get notes from people who, who know more than you do. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I had somebody um, I was talking to the other day who was a professor at MIT. And I said, yeah, I write as well. And he said, oh, I'd like to, re- I'd like to see your stuff. And I was like, no, no, because <laughs> you will immediately know just how much of an idiot I am. I cannot <laughs> Wow, this. <laughs> so I'm sure it, you have to kind of get over yourself a little bit in order to um, to to put that stuff, you know, the the raw material in front of people. So um, I I do have the added advantage of having gone to film school, and let me tell you, you get your ass handed to you on a regular basis. So you you get used to that. It's just <laughs> part of the development process. And as long as the notes aren't personal, then I don't take it personally at all. And it was really funny. The first rendition of, of Ghosts and Demons, um, uh, my friend, he had all these questions. And I like realized by the third question, I'm like, uh, I know what I need to do here. I need to completely rewrite this thing. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I did. I mean, the core story remained, but it's like, oh, okay, this structure is not working. I need to, you know, re- I was trying to do too much. And so it helped me to focus and, and really zero in on the story I wanted to tell. So, I mean, that really helps me. And, you know, I don't mind notes if it helps make my work better. So that's okay. That's awesome. So um, is, is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we, uh, bef- before we let you go? Cause I, I know I'm kind of going a little bit long on this, but I really like hearing from you and I, <laughs> I really like, uh, I, I really know you have a lot to say about the craft. So <laughs> Um, we are also offering our first ever Boston Metaphysical coloring book. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's all ages friendly. And uh, the artist who's doing the illustrations, his name is Alejandro Lee. And I met him a number of years ago, I think at a, a steampunk convention, and we became friends. And I always loved his style. Um, and I, I wanted to work with him. And I couldn't think of a project until I thought of a coloring book. And I'm like, oh my God, Alejandro's style would perfectly complement um, what Gwen is doing. And so we're going to have 20 illustrations. And if it, it is, you can see some of them along with the, um, the cover art on the Kickstarter homepage. And so, yeah, you'll be able to color, you know, Caitlin, Samuel, Granville, Bell, Edison, Tesla, Houdini, uh, the demon, the shifter, uh, the Tesla tank. There's all sorts of fun stuff. So I'm looking at it right now. It really is pretty awesome. It, it, it's amazing. Yeah, he's he's done a fantastic job, and uh, I was really happy to finally get to get to work with him. Yeah, he he's got a great style, and oh, uh, you know, to to get to the coloring book part, you you also go by some of the um, the first three pages of the the book proper and oh my gosh that the her artwork is just gorgeous i know she's just 
I love Gwen. <laughs> yeah, Gwen is amazing. So Gwen is amazing, absolutely amazing. Thank you very much for for coming on, and um, you guys get on Kickstarter, Boston Metaphysical Society, Ghost and Demons, um, fund this thing. We have uh, just a little over uh, right at two weeks to go. Right. So at two weeks, yes. yeah, yeah. So we're gonna um, we'll have this thing up very soon. So, um, yeah, you guys get on Kickstarter right now, fund this book, Boston Metaphysical Society. You can also find a link at bostonmetaphysicalsociety.com. And uh, Madeline Holly Rosing, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and apologize again. For <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, just so, that was so cute. I, my, my husband's out of, out of town. And so I'm going to email him when I w- was done here and I'll go like, Oh, we went long because this little girl came in and said, daddy, I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she's a mess. Oh my goodness. She's so the, the older one is like quiet and reserved and um, very, very well spoken. Um, the five-year-old, she's in pre-K right now because mm-hmm. um, she just turned five. She decided on her first day. I, I was taking her to uh, ballet. Oh, um, great! The a week before school started, and uh, we listened. We listened to the radio. I'm not going to play anything that's too out there. Mm-hmm. But um, one of my favorite songs came on, which was a Wu Tang Clan song, mm-hmm. and so she decided to to sing uh, "Cream" by uh, Wu Tang Clan to her um, pre K teacher, oh. which all, all she could remember was the chorus, which was "Cream get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all." But <laughs> <laughs> she. <laughs> She started singing that one while they were um, singing the ABC song, <laughs> and, oh, and my nice. wife just so happens to teach kindergarten at the school where my daughter is also at, and so my wife heard about it right away, and she wanted to crawl under a rock. I'd be laughing my ass <laughs> off. I think that'd be so funny. Oh yeah, yeah. She dyed her hair the other day with watercolors. Okay. Um, and uh, my, I met, I, I was talking to my wife about it. And she was like, it actually looks kind of good. She did a good job at least. I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, she's, she's wild. Yeah. I, I would also recommend um, a, a children's martial arts class if it's in the budget. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we've actually talked about that. My, my, my nine-year-old is, she is done with ballet right now. She's wanting to find something else. Yeah. And so we, we've been looking at other activities and um, we were looking at martial arts and she, she's also wanting to take a theater class. So we're looking at a theater camp over the summer. That should be fun. Yeah. So yeah, she's, she's starting to get into that. She had her first play a few weeks ago and she's just like, this shit's cool, dad. Like yeah, it is because I, I was a theater geek when I was in high school. So, um, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I uh, I was a competitive fencer for many years. Oh wow! And wow. Uh, you know, it's a, a different kind of martial art, but it's still a martial art. And yeah, I just I highly re- uh, recommend martial arts uh, being taught to kids at a young age because it just it teaches them not only motor skills 
but also self-control and discipline. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Also, it's it's not at all shocking to me that the lady who writes a <laughs> steampunk book um, set in you know times of antiquity, it doesn't shock me that she also um, was a competitive fencer <laughs> in her formative years. So. <laughs> Thank you again for talking to us and, and I'd love to have you back on again. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of talk about, uh, you know, go, go a little bit longer form if, if you're up for it. So anytime you have something you want to promote or talk about, don't hesitate to get in touch with us. We love to talk to you. Oh, that would be great. Um, be sure to tag me when you uh, post. Oh yeah, for sure. And, um, and, uh, if you want, we can send you a uh, cut before we post it. Uh, it's completely up to you. Um, well, you don't. You don't need to do that. No, it's fine. Awesome. Uh, so we've we've had some people that were really picky about that, um, and uh, so we just kind of. I'm, I'm not that much of a control freak. <laughs> we we had a guy the other day that um, he was. Uh, he just dropped some serious shade on Alan Moore and which it he's an old salty comic book guy. He's been around since, you know, he was the second guy to write Spider-Man ever. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so when he starts talking, uh, smack about out about Alan Moore, our jaws hit the floor. We're like, Oh my gosh. And we asked him like, Hey, do you want us to keep this in about Alan Moore? And he was like, I don't give a shit. So, <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, screenwriting, he um, or you know filmmaking, he he was a screenwriter for the longest. He he wrote for um, uh, Law and Order. Oh, okay. And Jake and the Fat Man, which is hilarious. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> so he, he goes way back. Old. Okay. But uh, it it, it was a pleasure. Perfect. Thank you very much, and I'm Thank I'm sorry you. for for keeping you on. Oh, I'm fine. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one now. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we're back. And we're back. Hey, everybody. You can win a brand new car. Not really, though. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> but you can go pick up a really awesome Steambunk story if you go back Boston Metaphysical Society. Yeah, that would be amazing yeah yeah and again madeline thanks for coming on again I mean, you're welcome back to come on and talk about your books anytime you like to casey thanks for arranging this uh what happened with this i don't know if you know the story of how this one got set up with casey no but i talked i was talking with cases like hey man i want to bring back the ksb because i'm i really honest i legitimately miss talking with any creators about the kickstarters because it's a lot of fun so i was like casey why, why don't you and i tag team the ksb we'll each set up some we'll do like We'll each do like two or three interviews, put right. a KSB episode and release it, right? And he's like, okay, cool. So he made a post on a Facebook group right. <laughs> saying, hey, I'm doing this with Spoiler Country. And he got inundated with responses. He, he basically was like, well, shit. And I looked <laughs> at it. There was no less than 15 responses to this post right. within an hour. Oh, nice. Of people wanting to talk and come on about their books. We got we, we made a web page um, on our site, scpod.net slash KSB that you can go to and submit. Uh, you're right. Your KSB to us to come on and talk to us. Sweet. He said he sent that out. Well, we got you can't for submit it. a KSB. You're going to submit your Kickstarter, your Indiegogo, yeah. whatever you're using yeah. to get your book funded. KSB for us stands for Kickstarter Signal Boost. Right. And we're just trying to help you boost 
a signal up to get your name out and your in your product out there. Right. If you go to the website, you fill it, the, the scpod.net slash ksb. It's a quick little f- survey thing to fill out. It emails us with like who you are, when your Kickstarter is active, and then lets us know that hey, uh, yeah. to put you in the queue to bring you on for a KSB to talk about it for the, for you know whatever. We got yep. several emails from that, several things set up, and then Madeline emailed then Casey, unbeknowing to to me, was talking with Madeline, who I talked right. to several times. Like, oh hey, oh you know John by the way, yeah. So they hooked up and they ended up talking for a long period of time, which is it's, it's kind of funny how it all kind of weaved together. I like it. That's fun. Yeah. So there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's a show. That is a show. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, man, we'll have Madeline on again. Don't you worry. Uh, I'm sure her her Kickstarter is going to be super successful. Uh, oh, but it get is. Over, it's already funded. Which yeah, is great. get over, get out there and and back it because you don't want to miss out on it. It's it's her writing is 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 awesome. It is. It is. Yeah. So there you guys go. Hey, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to open the mind and read more. And go to our Patreon, patreoncom hundred. Really, kind of rallies around you. Hold, hold on one second. I just had a kid get up, and I have to go take care of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this out. Hold on. Okay. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Uh, I have a five year old, and she, uh, she was crying, and she said she was thirsty. So. Oh no. <laughs> we we have a nine and a five year old. But uh, the five-year-old, they're so, like, needy at that age and uh, in s- little tiny crazy people. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, sorry, we were talking about your creative team. Yes. I stopped at uh, around 19 minutes, and it is now 22.10, so I'm going to mark that. One gentleman said to me, he goes, well, I want the whole – group back together again. I want Samuel, Caitlin, and, and Granville all together. Oh <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Baby. Come on. Let's go to the So okay. my <laughs> five-year-old told me to tell you she loved you. So <laughs> Aww, that's so sweet. <laughs> she, which uh, don't feel too special. She yelled that at the uh, the drive-through lady the other day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, she she's insane. That's okay. But, <laughs> she's just making everyone feel special. That's all oh, right. Yes. yes. So you 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 were you have really good interactions with your fans. Uh, so uh, we we kind of changed how we um, how we do the recordings, and uh, it turns out that um, Skype has actually has a pretty decent record function on it. So, uh, but I can never find the the dongle that you you're supposed to hit to to actually get it to record. So every time I'm like, where is that again? Yeah, isn't that a new feature? Because I I just learned that myself that you can record. I, be, I believe it is. I believe it is. But uh, yeah, I, I believe I've, I've talked to you before via email back um, like last year, I think. Probably. But uh, it's it's a pleasure to uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Oh yeah, no, it's it's always a lot more fun to to actually you know talk to a person. Yeah, yeah, for real. So um, I'm going to uh, like right now. I'm I'm recording right now. By the way. Um, okay. 
if you say anything that you go, oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, that, you know, hasn't been approved yet, or um, that's something that we don't want to talk about yet, or hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said I wanted to punch so-and-so in the face. <laughs> it's fine. Let me know. We can take it out. We're not trying to like get anybody or anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, we I'm want to pretty, I'm usually pretty good about that. So, yeah. oh yeah, it, it, I just want you to know, we want, we want to present you and, uh, you know, the Boston metaphysical society in the best light possible. Um, we are your friends. We want to make this happen. We want it to look good. If you're not happy with how things turned out on the recording, let us know. We, we'll fix it. Okay. We're, I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, I'm I'm a little familiar with uh, with your books. I think they're amazing. Um, Thank you. I, I'm gonna want to get into uh, like the the basic background of the book, and then I'll want to go into you know what is the you know ghosts and demons. Um, you know that, what that what is yeah yeah, and then uh, I'd, I'd also like to talk about your creative team if that's okay. And then um, we'll go into the details on, you know, so the nuts and bolts of the campaign. Okay. Holy smokes. You're like, wow. I'm looking at your campaign right now. And uh, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. We, we just, we just lost someone too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you know, it's, I understand once you reach a certain amount of backers, just statistically, you know, people change their mind, you know, or they want to go do something, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, it's their money. I mean, obviously I'd prefer them to back my project, but um, yeah, it's nothing to get upset about. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just just statistics. You you have a loyal set of fans. It, it it appears because holy smokes. Yeah, I've I'm so honored and blessed and all all that good stuff to um, to have a a very solid fan base and they're very devoted and they're encouraging and um I just I just think they're terrific. It, it's, Do you mind if we if we get into that a little bit in the interview and maybe sure. talk about um, your interactions with fans and what you think is the reason for them to to keep coming back for more? Because that it really says a lot that you, you've done several several of these books already, and every time they come back and they want this book, so. Um, uh, there, there's a phrase we use here in the South, kicking ass and taking names. You guys. <laughs> oh, it's used all over the world. <laughs> just let us feel special. There's not much down here that is awesome. So just give us this one thing. <laughs> where, where are you at? You're, you're in the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah, actually, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm uh, outside of Birmingham, Alabama. So. Wow, okay. That's um, one state. I don't think I've been to Alabama. I've been to uh, most of the states in the U.S., but I don't think Alabama. You're not missing anything. <laughs> it's um, it's it's nice. It's mostly quiet. Um, although uh, we did have our own um, season of uh, what is it? 
what's the show where they're like, oh, hey, this murder happened. So you have like 48 hours to 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 solve it or we're just going to give up it. on the case. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we do have a um, pretty healthy crime problem in Birmingham proper. But I live about 30 minutes outside of the city, uh, out kind of in the country. It's, it's okay. quiet. Well, that sounds um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Got got a big yard for my weird kids to run around, and it's uh, yeah. Well, having like weird it. kids is good. Oh yeah, yeah, I love like, it. I, think, I love it. I think weird is weird is good. Weird oh is yeah. Good. I have um, interesting. I have two girls, and uh, the um, the oldest already wants has told me she wants to be a writer. Okay. And um, the youngest told me she wants to be an artist and she wants to live in Paris. I'm sure that'll change, but uh. Hey, that works for me. Oh yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like You're seeing. You have a place to stay whenever you go to France. I know, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna have to want to go to France now. So. <laughs> There's a lot of good things in France. The food. The food is excellent. Nice, nice. So, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do a quick introduction. Okay. And uh, then, then we'll get the ball rolling. Okay. Okay. And your name is Madeline Holly Rosing? Correct. Okay. I just wanted to I always want to make sure that I'm saying it right because No, that, um, that, that makes sense because yeah. you never you never know. So I don't yeah. I don't need I, any help to sound like a dumbass. I, I can I just, so I just want to double check before <laughs> Um 